This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another edition of Front Row Material. I am the Rit, and my not so follically challenged friend, Mike Freeland is not here tonight but i've got two people that will tell us their thoughts and uh well we're just gonna sit down and talk wrestling first off uh to the left my scissor me partner scissor me daddy no our oh, canadian no, no. our canadian friend mr butt how's it going sir it, it's going well a little little toasty in the butt household uh, central air took a shit so and i'm maybe a little on the round side so the heat's getting to me but outside of that life is good 
How about you, Rick? Hey, can't complain. Uh, I, I got a couple a couple figures this week to add to my small AEW collection. Oh, yeah. But uh, we have she's back, Ms. Marie Shadows. How are you doing? I am great. I've just been super busy, so uh, thanks for having me back on the show. I'm just excited to talk wrestling. Freeland is having one heck of a busy week. I'm here, a late FRM pod edition. A lot has been going on this, this past week in wrestling. You know, WWE had their big pay-per-view nxt had their show aew had their show and one heck of a catastrophe afterwards and uh well we've had raw we've had uh dynamite so uh so let's just get right into aew's all-out pay-per-view the pay-per-view on paper a great card some of the matches i thought were amazing one match i thought overshadowed the rest of the card. Lionheart Chris Jericho versus the American Dragon. I thought that overshadowed the whole pay-per-view. Those two pull off one of the greatest matches I've seen in AEW. Miss Shadows, yes. let's, uh, let's start with you. What, what were your thoughts about pay-per-view itself? Uh, the pay-per-view itself. Man, it felt like an extended dynamite. There was nothing special to the pay-per-view. Of course, you have very hard workers, very great wrestlers that can tell a story, but when they all feel like they all sort of like blend together without something that kind of sets one match apart from the other, I just felt like it was just a really long dynamite that reached, what, like 12 in the morning uh, for that pay-per-view? So, you know, I wasn't really particularly interested because I really wasn't feeling the hype behind AEW. Um, and I know that people will probably be like, oh, she just hates AEW. No, we'll get into everything. Like, you guys got to hear me out. Like, I just want something special. Something where I could be like, hype with you guys and be like, yeah, that was great. You know, uh, continue going forward to also add on that, like, I enjoyed Clash of the Castle a little bit more than AEW. Everybody has their opinion. Chris Glad Freeland's not here because he would just bash WWE 120%. Oh, it's totally okay. I'll be there to be like, uh, to counter him. Do do get your point you know pay-per-view should have had more of a special feel to it there were moments throughout the pay-per-view that i'm like man uh oh johnny hungy i thought was somehow going to pull off the victory yeah and dark order was going to be the six-man tag champs and See, uh, i would have like, loved that uh, i agree that that was that was a very special part another thing i kind of thought tony dropped the ball on in my opinion was with that crowd but the acclaim oh I my think, god yeah should have they should have walked out yeah tag, t- tag champs like that crowd was so hype you know you had you know swear with my glory that was a great match but i think that the wrong people came out and i think you know in two weeks three weeks in, in arthur ash stadium when they get the rematch i think it's too late for them but what about you overall the pay-per-view was good nothing more than good my biggest issue with it it was too damn long that too I don't have the attention span nor the time to commit five hours to it, unfortunately. I started off watching it, and after that, unfortunately, it was, it was almost background. I was doing other stuff, puttering around in the house. A pay-per-view can't be five hours long. Yeah, um, a lot of people won't be able to sit through that, unfortunately. I'm sure I missed a lot of stuff that uh, I wish I had seen, but that's a bit much. Three hours is the max. Let's be honest, guys. If a pay-per-view goes longer than three hours, it's just too much. Yeah, uh, to yeah. add on to uh, to add on to that, too. Um, so, like, they, you know, they always start out with, like, the buy-in or zero hour, whichever one they want to call it, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind having, like, matches, like, on a pre-show just to get the crowd hype or have something to do because it does get kind of boring when you go to a show live and you're like, all right, I'm just sitting here waiting, like waiting the time to, to go on for the regular show. 
But to put in like what? I think it was maybe like three or four uh, matches in the pre-show and then like, you know, your rest of the main card, it kind of gets so disconnected that people are like tired by the time we get to something where they should be enjoying and having fun and popping for it. You know, I'm always like pre-show should be at least like 30 minutes. Show us the video packages because people at home want to get like their food or whatever. But like, I don't think putting matches on that could have been saved for like a special rampage a special dynamite down the line it would have been way better than like having four on pre-show and then like your main card makes no sense i do miss uh something you brought up the video packages yeah like, uh, i loved how wwe used to back in the day had the nice nice video packages talking about some of the bigger matches for the main card yeah you know and, and aew they used to have some of those and now they kind of threw that to the wayside and do you guys think if they're big four if they were if they're thinking about going five hours not counting zero hour or the buy-in okay a, a two-night show like uh, like wrestlemania no, no too much <laughs> there's only so many hours of eight listen i love wrestling but i only have so much time you know people I believe that I'm not the only one who doesn't have five hours to spend. Why can you not put in a solid three-hour card? Yeah, you got to thin it out a little bit, whether you shorten your matches or you get rid of some of your, your, your lesser matches, whatever it would be. You can pull off a great three-hour card as opposed to trying to stretch out to have a mediocre or a little better than mediocre five-hour card. Who the hell has five hours to just plunk their ass in a recliner or on their couch and just watch TV. I don't. I wish I did, but I don't. And I can't be the only one. Which is true. And um, I would have to agree with uh, Mr. Butt on like those points. Like I do get that, that like a five hour pay-per-view is very long, especially if we're talking about, you know, All Out. Before All Out, it was the NXT uh, TakeOver pay-per-view. So people who watched that didn't really get enough time to like really compose themselves. And then bam, we had to go right into the All Out pay-per-view. But for someone like me who covers wrestling and tries to like almost cover everything, I don't mind two-day events when the buildup is right. So for example, when uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling has Wrestle Kingdom, uh, this year, well, I mean next year, it's only going to be for one night. But for the previous years, it's been two nights, and I've enjoyed both. Uh, when it comes to WrestleMania, uh, this past WrestleMania was a nice two-night event. Um, sometimes night one could be a, a hit or miss, and same thing with night two. Um, but I believe that if you are able to build up the story for nights one and nights two with surprises and, like, no leaks, um, it should be okay. But... Don't do it for five hours. Do it at least for like three hours for like those two days. But yeah, I, I don't mind two days if it's done right. Do you guys think that the such a large roster and trying to get everybody a spot on the pay-per-view, the multiple titles they have now, do you think that hurts hurts them and, and, and kills the pay-per-view? Yes, their, their roster is way too big. They need to thin it out first to get ready to clean. That's step number one. And then you can move on from there. Hmm. The, the, no, the, in all seriousness, a claim aside, whatever. The roster is too big. There's only so much you can't showcase everybody. It just can't be done. And that's not just an AEW thing. That's a any organization, wrestling federation, any sports team, any business. There's only so much. No, go with the the quantity over quality or sorry quality over quantity i got that oh, ass yeah. backwards yeah you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that that's where you want to go there's only so much and especially you know this day and age people's attention spans are short and there's a lot more flick on anything on your idiot box watching tv and you can just flip away from it 
Versus if you go with a shorter thing, you draw me in. No, that's your ticket, I think. You go to a shorter window, more action-packed, they'd be further ahead that way than a long, drawn-out event. Yeah, I'm going to add on to that because it's a different perspective to this, too. While, yes, there is a bloated roster on AEW, my biggest uh, problem with it is that we keep seeing reoccurring characters, reoccurring wrestlers. Uh, so, like, you know, Jericho can make an appearance, like, at least four different times during the Night of Dynamite and also on Rampage and also some other guys, too. And, like, you know, this is for, like, the live side events, events when you go to, like, a, uh, an AW event. You're sitting there through AW Dark, AW Dark Evelation, and then you have Dynamite, the main show that goes on live at, eight, at you know, 8 p.m., and then you have Rampage. So, you know, even though we all feel... Um, that it is a bloated roster. Um, it's also exhausting to uh, the audience at home and the audience uh, at the live events that have to see the same characters over and over and over, either repeating the same stuff in their promos, uh, having the same matches, and nothing is really distinctive. Um, so, you know, I hope that if AEW hears this, it's about like, trimming out the wrestlers that you're not going to use and uh, stop having so many reoccurring people come back on on camera just to fill in like all those shows that you have. Mm -hmm. And then I think we'll, we will sort of be calmer and be like, all right, I can get behind this product because now I can follow this person. I know this person's not going to come off a rampage for whatever reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the, the old way that, you know, Raw and SmackDown, had their own separate rosters. You didn't yeah. have you didn't have people crossing over. You know, you you had to. Oh, you want to watch this wrestler? He was a SmackDown exclusive. You know, do mm -hmm. you think do you think having possibly a Rampage exclusive roster, a Dynamite exclusive roster, and then hopefully down the road they can take some of those uh, roster members and put them to a Ring of Honor exclusive. You think that yeah, would man. sit there and, and help uh, uh, help you focus more on, hey, I'm a fan of, mm -hmm. like, like I love Jade Cargill. She, yeah. I, I, I never see her on Dynamite. Yeah. She's, I always see her on Rampage, so I know where to sit there and find her. Do you think getting our favorites so you know what show they're going to be on? Occasional crossover isn't too bad. That would yeah, sit there and would. help them out. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely, like, push for that because I like that idea. Um, but in order for that to work, Tony Khan is really going to have to spend the money to um, basically like get every single uh, team ready because you're going to have to have like a lot of on-hand staff, uh, whether that is like you get them through like maybe a temp agency or like, you know, you hire them on the spot, like, you know, you just source them out. But if you get like the appropriate teams and you do like AEW Dark, that's like for all the young and up and coming, um, like local talent in like Florida. Great, you have that. And then AEW Dynamite, you have your exclusives that like will push the Dynamite uh, flagship. You have your team that can operate the cameras and all that. And then Rampage. I always think that like Jade belongs on Rampage, like that's her thing, which mm -hmm. I don't mind if, that, if that's her thing, um, along with the baddies and everything. Um, I think that Keith Lee and Swerve, ever since that they were like a mainstay on Rampage, uh, it feels like their show that you want to go watch them. So, you know, 
I don't mind that. The Acclaim could like jump around either one they want. Uh, Jericho is obviously going to stay on Dynamite. You'll have John Loxley on Dynamite. You'll have like your big name stars on Dynamite. The Elite, if they you know if they ever get to wrestle again, um, could be on either either or. But I do think that separating brands, having exclusivity, where none of these guys go on indie tours because we need them there to push. AEW Dynamite to get over to like maybe two million, make Tony Khan a lot more money because he's spending money, so they have to stay there to make the money back. Um, but yeah, I'm all for like if they do separate stuff and do similar to WWE. Like I always said, it's okay to copy WWE. You just gotta put your own spin on it. WWE has the blueprint for 20 plus years, so mm -hmm. you know you can learn from that and like put your own spin on it and take off from there. Exactly, but your thoughts on this? Uh, I couldn't say it any better. That's that's right on the money. Right, we need to keep her around. Get rid of Freeland. This is fantastic. <laughs> He's way smarter. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh. No, but no, seriously, she's yeah. right on the money. That that's exactly it. You literally couldn't say it any better than that. Copy WWE's whatever you know, their template, and just put your own twist on it, hopefully make it better, or at least make it different. Yeah. You know, better, worse, that's up for discussion, but make it mm -hmm. a little bit different, and then you're laughing. Because, yeah. like you said, there's nothing worse, and I love Jericho, or just use him for example, at a certain point, it's like, for the love of God, can we please not have him on screen again? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It just and nothing against him. Fantastic talent, but it just it just gets to be too much. They've got a huge roster, but it seems that there's only a handful of talent that we really see. Unless you're watching Elevation and, and Dark and all that stuff. And you know, it wouldn't hurt to give other talent a little bit of a push through Rampage predominantly. And like you said, Two different, two different um, shows, two different rosters. Then you can show a little bit more. It's not a mm -hmm. bad idea. Yeah, and then also uh, to stop having Rampage on at 10 p.m. Um, I don't care. It could stay on Friday, but 10 p.m. is the worst time. I understand that for AEW, it's a loophole to show more women's action because for some reason, he doesn't want to put it on the regular main show. But 10 p.m. is the worst time to have a wrestling show on because most of the time people are either in bed or they're still out and about walking. Like, please, AW, change that time slot. Like, TBS should be nice to you guys already. Warner uh, Warner Media should be nice to you guys already. So, like, you know, pull some strings. Pull some uh, papers. We watch it here in Canada a lot of times. We won't even get Rampage. Oh. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the hell time they put it on, but long after I'm in bed. Wow. Because we watch it on TSN. We don't want, mm -hmm. I don't get it on TBS up here. Yeah. And fairly awesome. But I'll put it on. Nope, it'll be tennis or something <laughs> dumb. Interesting. So, okay. TSN is our ESPN, basically. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Final thoughts and your high and low for AEW's all out pay per view. But we'll start I, with you. Okay. Uh, final thoughts. It was, it was good. Nothing more, nothing less. A little disappointing. Should have been better. It is their one of their big shows. Uh, low, too damn long. Way, way too long. That was my big issue. 
Um, hi. It's a selfish thing, but Christian in a squash. Sorry, <laughs> Christian. That that match, man. Uh, I, no rhyme, no reason, just a pure personal thing. Uh, uh, apparently, apparently, Christian was hurt, so they so, so they so they did the, they did the squash like that. So, yeah. so. Uh, the, the, to me, I, I didn't understand why we had, in a sense, three squash matches on a pay per view. Yeah, I don't was, know either. You know, powerhouse yeah. Hobbs over Ricky Starks, and then Jade over Athena. I was like, wow, that, are, are you? You know, and you still went five hours. Yeah. <laughs> Too much. Um, you, you know, I I just thought of this as as you said that, Rit. I was like, you know, that kind of proves. Uh, Twitter with the 280 characters where you're trying to get out of thought and then when you go too long um, It's like in the red and you can't post it So you have to make adjustments to your tweet to make sure that it all fits So AW Tony Khan if you ever listen to this, uh, you know think of your pay-per-views uh, As a tweet, you know, I always go by less is more and I really was not impressed by AEW all-out pay-per-view at all Who, Who's so, about to get arrested here? I hear sirens in the background. Of it's probably like something that's happening out um, outside. It's crazy out here in the Bronx. So, <laughs> so, so, and, so, so Marie, what was your high and low point of the pay for you? Nothing. Nothing. Wow, I wasn't. Okay. I, I I really was not um, hyped for this. Um, you know, I appreciate everyone that worked their you know worked their butt off for like this pay per view and mm -hmm. did what they had to do, but. I just don't remember anything. I remember more the media scrum that I know we're going to jump into more than like the pay per view, and that's really bad. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, me personally, my low of the pay per view had to be the two matches that I thought the wrong people won, mm -hmm. which was the trios title and yeah. the dark. I swear the dark order should have should have came out on top and gave them that their moment. You know, and the acclaimed that crowd was way too hot. Yeah, to sit there and and not even call an audible mid match. Yeah, like they should have. So that was my low, and my high point was the return. Oh yeah, that was cool too. But MJF, like yeah, I I've been waiting for that, and that will be our next topic. Cool. MJF coming back at the pay-per-view. Uh, it, it was a little confusing at first in the in the casino uh, ladder match. Yeah. When you had seven guys in hoodies and uh, it ended up, uh, you know, the Devil Sympathy song came out. And, uh, you know, he, he got that chip. Mm -hmm. which And then, you know, to find out at the end, like I loved how they did the whole uh, voicemail, you know, of Tony Khan pretty much begging him to come back, you know, giving him one last chance, you know, to him unmasking and putting the scarf on and coming back. Like I personally loved how they did a little tributes through things throughout the year that MJF said or CM Punk has said for him to come back. So, but what did you think about uh, MJF's return to uh, AEW? That was that was good. MJF is 
probably about as perfect of a heel as you can get right now, I think. He's a prick that you just want to see somebody punch in the face. Yet you still want to watch him. He's a great talker. He can wrestle. I am curious, is there any, is it straight up a work? Just everything going on with him and Tony Khan, do you think? Or is there a certain amount of shoot to it? I don't know, but I think they handled that fantastic. Uh, some people are saying you could see it coming a mile away. Maybe, but it was still entertaining. I enjoyed it. Murray, yeah. what were your thoughts? Um, so I'm happy that MJF is back because I definitely missed him. Um, I really did um, because, you know, he was the one thing that really kept everything going and stuff. I did like the way that they did the video package. Um, I'm still not like a big fan of the way that Tony Khan turns off the lights uh, just because I'm just like, dude, you did this way too many times, like, you know, uh, months ago, uh, trying to like, oh, my God, it's a surprise. Lights off. But then I'll turn around and make a joke of like, you know, uh, New Japan's House of Torture, how they always turn off the lights or no one pays the light bill. But um, I really did enjoy it. Uh, um, the, the Chicago crowd is interesting. Um, they are way more interesting than like a New York crowd in a sense mm -hmm. uh, for like certain things. So like the crowd was like, CM Punk, CM Punk, because he, he, won, he won his match against Moxley. And then the video package uh, plays and then MJF comes out and everyone's like, MJF, MJF. And I'm like, wow, you guys, wow. Um, but, you know, overall, I'm happy with uh, how he came back. Um, I don't know if it was like, it didn't feel that important, even though that was a really big deal. Because now I really do think that that whole entire thing was a work. And even though it was stupid how it, it was handled by wrestling media. Like, it was a work. I was just like, yeah. If Tony Khan is not going to comment on this and MGF hasn't said a thing, yeah, they're they're working us until, like, whenever he comes back. But overall, I'm happy that he's back. Uh, I personally love how Tony Khan takes certain situations and uses them to his advantage. And I think sometimes there could be some truth behind the story yeah, and behind the shoot. That he's just mm -hmm. like, hey, if I can get people to talk, they're going to turn in and stuff. So I think he uses that to his advantage, except for, in my opinion, the press conference. Oh, my God. Be because the press conference, which we're going to talk about next, went, went a completely different way and stuff. But what did you guys think about how they opened the show on dynamite, MJF coming out, full babyface mode, and then all of a sudden he just sit there and just switched that switch right on and went heel on the whole roster and the whole crowd when Moxley came out. Uh, you want to go first, Bud? Uh, yeah, sure. I didn't see it, so that was easy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sorry so guys, I've been busy this week. It's all it's all good. Um, all right, so. I actually enjoyed the idea of MJF actually being a babyface because we see him so much being a heel. and We know that he can be the heel. We know how na uh, nasty he could get, right? We know mm -hmm. that. But imagine he's a babyface. The crowd like accepted him. I'm, I already accepted him. I was like, yay, he's back. So I was believing every word. I was like, yo, let's run with this. However, the, the weirdest thing is that 
Moxie comes out to try to start some some stuff with him, and MJF automatically turns on the heel mode and starts talking about WWE, about how like you know we're using all these puns about like Triple H and you know you got to play the game and talking about Nick Khan and that all this kind of stuff. And I'm here like, first of all, I liked it, but second of all, what are you doing knowing after like we just had a weird ass like media scrum? What are you doing, sir? Like, you know, I, I don't mind when wrestling blurs the lines between like reality and kayfabe. Um, I don't mind that. But this one was like, I like your promo. I see where you're going with this. Um, but why are we talking about like WWE and all this? Like to me, it felt like a scripted promo that he had like bullet points in his head and he's like, yeah, I'm just going to hit it. Because it, it didn't feel like a promo that was like, he should have said, but he mm -hmm. did anyway. And I liked it, but it felt like more scripted. Um, either way, we're going to have to see what happens like next Wednesday uh, to be like, all right, MJF, where do we go from here? And then after MJF said all that stuff, uh, Moxie was, you know, for a fight. And I'm just like, bro, you started this. You came out to like, what, what did you do? You didn't, you didn't accomplish anything. So yeah, you know, I enjoyed his promo though. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I think he's still trying to to blur that storyline, shoot, you know, reality thing. Uh, I actually, I was listening to one of Freeland's uh, show, daily shows he has, and Jericho actually, uh, you know, said that he thinks MJF yeah. could have the greatest babyface run that he's seen in quite some time mm -hmm. if he wants to. And and I can see it. Like he doesn't have to be full on babyface. He doesn't the, have to. Yeah. The, that that Buffalo crowd, even even when he was degrading them, still liked them. Still yeah. was cheering them. You know, I, I can see him being that that gray area where yeah. kind of like ECW used to have like uh, Shane Douglas. You know, he, he wasn't a babyface. He really wasn't a heel, but people still you know still liked them. Yeah. And and Moxley came out. And uh, I just love the promo Moxley gave to to give the fans a hey I'm I'm not going to sit there and uh, leave I'm here for the company I'm here for you guys you know I, I I love that promo am I glad MJF's back definitely am I uh, am I confused uh who they're going to have him go against for the title mm -hmm. a, a little bit. We're, we're going to talk about the, the, the title tournament yeah, yeah. a little bit later. Uh, they're, it looks like they're kind of setting up a Moxley MJF, you know, Probably. title match. Uh, would I rather see someone else in MJF go, go face to face? I would love to, but uh, overall, I think MJF is coming back is kind of what, AEW needed, and after the, the press conference, that is more than what they need to come back. Oh my god. Yeah. So, next up on the old list, well, we're just, let's just get this out of the way. Oh my god. Where do you AE, want to start with this? The, the hmm. AEW press conference, let's start with CM Punk going... Basically, in for, like in, in for business on for himself, and the looks that Tony Khan was giving, but never cut his mic. 
like that's the part I didn't get. Like there had to be some sort of signal that he could have cut Punk's mic at any point. Well, if you if you if you cut Punk's mic right in front of all those journalists, especially the ones that love to push false narratives, especially the ones that love to do one-sided things. Um, it's going to be a bad look on Tony Khan, the company, and that's going to give more fuel to CM Punk to say even worse things. So no matter what Tony Khan did, he would have been in a very bad spot because CM Punk already put him in a very bad spot. And, you know, there's basically no coming back from this, but there is a learning lesson uh, from this. So Tony Khan couldn't really do anything because if you stop the press conference, right? Because Punk is saying some stuff that's like should be said behind closed doors. It kind of makes Tony Khan look bad. But we got here because Tony Khan likes to please people, likes to you know let the wrestlers do and say what they want. And for the most part, every single media scrum, every single um, interviews have been very like you know they say what they want, but they don't go as far as Punk does in like his frustrations. So even if you do cut it he's going to be the bad guy, you know? So again, like um, Tony Khan put himself in a corner and then CM Punk didn't make it any better. But what were your, what were your thoughts on it? Punk is too much. <laughs> he's too much for me. Listen, you're unhappy. Fine. That's not how you do it. I, I don't think that that was handled properly at all. He does, It makes him look like a dick. Really, he was in WWE. He pitched a big hissy fit with the pipe bomb and whatnot. You know, threw a tantrum. I'm not wrestling no more. Comes to WWE. First when he starts off, things are good. Now he's not happy, so he's pitching a fit, whining. Man, like maybe you're the issue. Yeah, just saying. Um, Doesn't seem to get along with anybody. He's a good wrestler. He's a good talent. He's just a dick. And he made Khan look like an idiot. Mm-hmm. And well, and we know what, what the uh, outcome of it all was. He just made everything look worse. No, take care of that in the back where there's no reporters, there's no cameras. Argue, fight, curse, swear, kick over a table, whatever. Do it behind closed doors, though. Not like that. It, it doesn't help AEW. It doesn't help him. Doesn't help anybody. He looks like an asshole. Unfortunately. I will I will say this though. I will offer a different perspective. And I said this earlier on my own stream because I actually like for the most part, if you if anyone has ever heard me, I'm always on the bandwagon of like punk sucks, like he's no longer my favorite wrestler when he used to be. But this time around, uh he was doing even though like it came out totally wrong. I'm not gonna sit here and be like you know, the way he came out was the right way to do it. Because, no, I, I do agree. He should have done that behind closed doors. He should have brought the appropriate party members in to be like, look, we got to talk about all this stuff. I have all these frustrations. You got to hear me out. However, Punk has just proved all of wrestling media and all of wrestling Twitter um, right in what he said in his uh, in his rant, where basically, you know, he's like, you know, the wrestling journalists, be careful what you put out there. We're all human beings, right? So CM Punk is in a weird predicament too because he doesn't have anybody in his back pocket. Uh, he can't go to any of the dirt sheets and be like, hey, I want to tell my side of the story because sooner or later it's going to get 
um, kind of twisted on him. And his frustration stemmed from months of that report going around saying that CM Punk was trying to get Cole Cabana fired. I personally don't believe CM Punk was trying to get him fired because obviously after the whole ordeal of the podcast, going to court, doing all that stuff, and then giving us extra details, um, you know, he doesn't really care what Cole Cabana does. Like he could still be working with him in the same company, but the smartest thing Tony Khan ever did was separate the two just in case like something mm-hmm. happens and like all that kind of stuff. However, when the report came out that Punk was trying to get Cole Cabana fired, nobody came to CM Punk's defense. Nobody went to a dirt sheet person and be like, hey, um, that's not true. You know, that, that nobody was talked about that. So because of months and months and months, and then the crowds chanting Cole Cabana, those frustrations started to pop up because it's sort of like if someone told a lie about you, and no one came to your defense about um, trying to pr- trying to disprove that lie. And other people that you don't know, strangers you don't know, come up to you and constantly repeat that lie. And no matter what you say as a defense, they're going to be like, oh, no, I was told by the Internet because the Internet is gospel. So what do you do at that point? You have everybody in front of you, all the press, all the press there, and you get to tell them off. Was it wrong the way he went about it? Yes. But... His idea was that I got you guys all here. I'm going to set the record straight. This is what it is. Do I agree that he should have not said that, you know, Coca-Bana shares a bank account with his mom? Never should have fucking said that. I don't need to know. No one needs to know. But in this instance, because CM Punk doesn't have anybody and the elite and everyone else who uh, can get in touch with like the dirt sheets and dirt sheets could put out whatever it is, one-sided, you know, they're covered. They have the support of people to go be like, oh, this person is bad when they don't know the whole story. So that's the other side of the perspective of like why CM Punk started that rant, why he, why we're in this mess. And are we going to talk about the fight? Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Maybe if he wasn't a miserable prick, people would like him and defend him. Just a thought. I mean, true, but uh, sometimes... When you know, if you're in the same company with him, uh, somebody should have came to his defense to be like, oh, that's not true. Like, you know, they're, they they haven't even talked or touched. Like, Cockabana is on his Twitch. Like, you know, um, but somebody should have came to his defense. Like, just because someone's a dick doesn't mean that, like, you can't go to their defense if you know something in the same company that you're with them in is not true. Well, we, we, got, we got a question. Uh, oh. And there it is. So do you think CM Punk is the sole reason for the drama? No. No, everyone. Uh, everyone. I'm going to say everybody, including Tony Khan. Yes. If Tony Khan would have all his ducks in a row and he wouldn't let people go in for business for himself, mm-hmm. at any time they want, with no repercussions, I think that everybody would have been able to handle this a lot better. Yeah. In AEW right now, the inmates are running the asylum. Just the way it is. They're doing whatever they want. They're saying whatever they want. They're acting however they want. And Tony Khan's not really doing a heck of a lot about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Marie, that this uh, this message is covering you up right now. Oh, it's fine. Uh, Good it's Lord, fine. it's a big message. Yeah, it's, but, uh, it's for my buddies. Yeah, he's saying the heat started in 2019 when the Bucks sent a text message to, to CM Punk 
trying to get him to sign with AEW. Cody even brought it up in an interview that the Bucks were upset that Punk spoke to people about how poorly the contract talks were with the Bucks in 2019. That was like a long time ago. Yeah, man. Um, you know, um, at this point, it is sort of, it is what it is. Uh, but the learning lesson is that like, you know, you have to make sure that you are the leader, you're the boss. Everyone acts professional. Everyone takes a course in like, you know, uh, personal, not, not personal relations, but like, you know, uh, PR training and stuff like that mm -hmm. to know what to say, when to say it. Um, because, you know, I get it. People get frustrated. Like we all get frustrated. We're all content creators. We're all buddies. And sometimes we're having good days and bad days. And you just want to like, you know, air out your grievances. I get that. But at the end of the day, make sure you take that stuff behind closed doors because you don't want to open up a world of endless uh, telephone games where people twist your words, even though it's on video. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want to open up like very awkward things, you know, and then on the flip side, Tony Khan has to be worried about sponsors because like if, you know, I uh, Warner Media is probably like watching all of this and they're like, what is happening? You know, um, I just I just wish it didn't happen this way because then it takes away from all out. It takes away from all the other wrestling that like happened. AEW slowly turning into WCW. Yep. Whether we like it or not, that is exactly what's happening. Khan yeah. is your Bischoff, you know, and it's, it's. I hope it gets sorted out. I really hope it gets sorted out, but it doesn't look good right now, unfortunately. Yes. Telephone, tell a friend, tell a wrestler. Yeah. No, he's just, he's probably yeah, yeah. just deep uh, in thought. Oh. Uh, um, Doesn't take much to confuse him. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, Greg has joined the chat. <laughs> what up, Greg? Um, but, yeah. No, he's like, got, uh, yeah. Oh, he is. All right. So, um, you know, I, I had my, my stuff to say about the AEW press conference, like, earlier on my stream. I looked at it from that different point of view of like, you know, he, that was his chance to get everything now. And yeah, I do agree with you. I would normally say that, you know, he, he's a dick. He's all this, you know, fuck punk. And by the way, he has me blocked. So it's totally okay. I'm not looking for an unblock. Um, he blocked me after I wrote about um, his uh, tell all thing on the podcast with Coca Cabana. So like, I'm, I don't care. Um, I got him, you know, he got me blocked. It's okay. Um, but other than that, like, this is a little bit different than what he said about WWE. Um, this one could have been avoided where, like, everybody could talk to each other. But as you heard prior stories, um, for some reason, communication is not really big in AEW. No. And that's a, that's a huge issue. Not yeah. just from a wrestling standpoint, just from life. Like, me in my office, we have to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Just like you guys at work, you have to. That's that is a huge deal. You got to be able to talk to each other, and you got to be able to talk to each other candid, to a certain extent. You can't fly off the handle of me cussing and swearing and a knucklehead. Yeah. But you you got to be able to talk to each other, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like that's how things are rolling in, in AEW, and. Here we are. This is going to be your fallout from it, unfortunately. It's, yeah. it's just it's a bad look 
mm -hmm. for them. It's a terrible look for them. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. You got um, a guy spazzing out. You got fisticuffs mm -hmm. in the backstage. Oh, my God. Like, hey, I'm all for a good fisticuff, but, yeah. you know, you got to do it smarter than that. Like, not get caught. <laughs> right? <laughs> you got you to well, teach them, man. <laughs> well, no I, no, I grew up playing hockey, you know, and I boxed and stuff. And a lot of stuff happens behind closed doors. Yeah. You just got to be smart about it. Right? Lock the doors. Make sure everybody's clear. Hey, here you go. Sort it out. Get it out of your system. We'll talk about it after. Right. It happens like, in in a lot of well, I guess not too many offices allow that. My mm -hmm. office wouldn't allow it, unfortunately. Oh, I wish but mine it, did. Oh, I wish mine <laughs> would too. But no, but the thing is, you, you got to sort out. It doesn't need to be legit. It doesn't need to be a fisticuff. Yeah. You curse each other out. Have a big fuck you match. Right. You know, yell, scream, pitch a fit. Air mm -hmm. your shit. Have at it. No, listen, you're an asshole. Well, you're an asshole. I don't like you. I don't like yep. you either. Yep. Whatever. Get it out. Get it sorted out so you can move on. Whether you yep. move on as buddies, you move on as we tolerate each other, or like, fuck it, I quit. I don't want to be here no more. Whatever. Sort it out that way. Don't sort it out in public. It's a bad look for everybody involved. The wrestlers... Mm -hmm. ownership, everybody. It, it looks terrible. No mm -hmm. need of it. You know, uh, not to sit there and bring him up, but if there's a reason why Vince McMahon every, kept everybody in line in WWE. Oh, yeah. They, they, they had a respect. They had a fear of him. Tony Khan is the complete opposite. Yeah. If, if he actually would have respect of the boys and keep everybody in line mm -hmm. and, and, it, and if he would actually have a chain of command built from the beginning yeah he wouldn't be in this predicament right now you know uh do they have a lot of talent there in the back working jerry malenko oh, you know mm -hmm. christopher daniels All of them. You, you you got you got a you got a shitload of talent back there that has so many years and miles on them why aren't you using them for a chain of command, why does everything just it's the wrestler, then it's one other person, and then it's Tony Khan? Mm -hmm. Like, like th there should be other ways to, to vent out your frustration, your problems, other than in a press conference. You know what yeah. I mean? Unfortunately, Tony Khan, not to beat up on Tony Khan, so I like AEW. Okay, so I'm not trying to be a miserable dick like that. He, <laughs> but he's a fanboy. Yes. And and I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I'm not trying to be mean or funny. That's just the reality of it. He's a fanboy. He treats AEW, I said this last time, like the new WWE wrestling game that comes out where you can create <laughs> your own pay-per-view, create your own character, create your own season, all that stuff. That's why he's treating it like. And the guys, unfortunately, don't respect him because it's, it's like a toy for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, and it's just not going to work. You can't be buddies with the talent. You can be friendly. There's like there's a difference. You don't got to be miserable or mean to them, but you can't be buddies. Hey, let's go for beer. Let's let's hang out mm -hmm. with buddies for pals. You can't. You're the boss. You got to be the boss. And then, but this is not working. What he's doing, it can't just be 
play night every Wednesday, every Friday, and whatnot. You you gotta run it a little more like a business, not like you and your boys are playing matchmaker. Mm-hmm. He's not the guy for it. He's got people in place, like Richard said, Jerry, Dean Malenko, CD. Don't forget, Dustin Rhodes is there too. That guy's been there, done that, been down the road. You listen to those guys, they know what they're talking about. More so than Tony Khan does, unfortunately. He needs That's to bring been, them in and help or have them help him. Yeah. That'd be beneficial. I was going to say that Dustin stays home a lot more. I'm like, bro, why, why are you coming back for like special events that you know you're not going to get the belt? Like, uh, when you yeah. faced Claudio Castagnoli, I was like, I already know who's going to win. Like, what's the point of this? <laughs> at, at this point now, he needs to just stick to his training school and be, you know, backstage. And I love Dustin, but he's never going to get over the hump at this point now. Yeah. His days come and gone. You no, know, teach. At this point, just teach. If you want to do a one-off here or one-off there, that's really about it. Mm-hmm. You should have beat Claudio, though. But that's just my opinion. Uh, but but we're not going to sit there and, and get into the the to the Claudio man. But now we're going to go for the punishment. And AEW, AEW strips all the titles. Mm-hmm. The world title, the trios titles. He strips them all. And the only thing that I'm that that caught my ear was these are not interim champions. These no. will be official champions, unlike when somebody gets injured. So these are legit title strips here. Uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the show opening it up with the the trios title? Best friends taking on uh oh wait, it wasn't best friends. Yeah, it's best, yeah, best friends, friends and death, uh, triangle. death triangle, and which I did not get. Why once again was the Dark Order snubbed in this? I don't know, man. At, at this point, I I know you love the Dark Order. Like I can't even think of the most logical thing to tell you as to why. Like you know, it would have been great if like you know Dark Order with Hangman, uh, you know, were to be in the opening match. I guess maybe against best friends or something, but. I don't know. So they did best friends versus death triangle. It was still a good match. Uh, death triangle is our new AEW trios, uh, champions. Um, so that makes Pac a double champion. He's also still all Atlantic champion as well. He has yet to defend it against somebody. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, because you know, getting back to the whole stripping of the titles, that was the right decision, uh, mm-hmm. to make and to not have, and to not have interim champions, um, you know, it's kind of sad that the trios titles were made for the elite and the elite somehow ended up in this like fight with punk and things happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, you guys are stripped. And so is CM Punk stripped of the title. And it's like, you know, did you guys build so much for AEW and then you decide to do this? Um, and think that there's no consequences and are no longer, you know, the first ever AEW trios champions. Now, it was never um, like confirmed if like they are erased from AEW history. So, like, I don't know if 
we're still going to consider the elite, the first ever champions or um, Death triangle, the first ever champions for the uh, trios uh, titles. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're going to have to see what's going to happen like next week and what's going to happen with those titles. But what, what were your thoughts on that? Oh, you got to do it's It's frustrating because it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they have no choice. They have to do something to punish them. Because they're acting like a bunch of knuckleheads. Yep. Uh, is that triangle the answer for the trios? I don't know. Like, How do you not at least have the Dark Order in the match? They did, you know, they were up for the title. And now it's like, oh, we'll give it between two other people. You guys can, you know, go sit in the back somewhere. I don't know about that, but they had no choice but to do it. Because if you don't, it just looks like, well, it looks worse than it already is. Like, yeah. you can act up, you can do whatever you want. There's no punishment, there's no ramifications. Just like, hey, I did it. I don't care. I'll do what I want. And that won't fly. It's just overall, it's a, just a terrible look on everything. How, how do you. What do you do now? You got to start rebooking everything. I would assume it's not like this. They had a plan B kicking around. Hey, if these idiots get into a fisticuff in the back, this is what we do. I strongly doubt that they have that going on. But it's another just scrambling to to right the ship a little bit. And this is the best they could slap together on short notice, basically. And for regards of um, Pac having that. All Atlantic title, who cares? Uh, uh, really? I, who cares? I, really? I, does, does it matter? Do you I, at this point, you know, rap piss about that? Nobody uh, not right now. Yeah, I don't. Not not right now. It's an irrelevant title. They, I think, they just gave him a title. Really? It's there's no there's no significance to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, so. I do like uh, Roundtable Pro Wrestling Pod's AEW Reset show. It, it was almost like a whole AEW Reset week. Yep. They mm-hmm. had to do had an interim woman's champion. Uh, you know, the, the only one the only one that they can count on is Jade. Oh, for the love of all fuck! You know, world title up in the air. Trios champions had to get new ones. Oh, well, we do have Swerve in our glory, the tag team champs, mm-hmm. you know, but the, but the woman's champion, interim champion, you know, it, it's, it's almost like it, they had to do a complete reset and start mm-hmm. all over from scratch <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. try to throw something together for the next pay-per-view. Yeah. So, but, uh, but, but my thoughts about the AEW titles being stripped, one, it was the right call. Uh, I did not know that Alex Reynolds uh, was hurt. So, yeah, I didn't know that either. So, so, so that, ex- that explains a lot. And Evil Uno is still, I'm thinking, over in Europe with the video game promotions. Uh, so, he should be back over here. He should be done with them. Um, he's good. Um, Ten apparently is injured too. So, I don't know, dude. AEW is all injured. And then Jersey Devil, you spelt Saskatchewan wrong. Just saying. <laughs> so, but uh, but the uh, the world champ title, I, I love the tournament they put together, which it, which we're gonna go right into the the next topic. 
the AEW World Title Tournament. Uh, I love I, I love the tournament they put together. Uh, I love the participants they had in it. You know, all of them had great titles runs, whether it be the TNT or the AEW title. Uh, what are your thoughts now on who was in the world title tournament, who was left out of the world title tournament, and our semifinal matches? Um, Marie, we're, all right. we'll start with you. We'll start with you, Marie. All right. Just, so just, just so Buck can do some homework now. I'm working <laughs> on it right, right now. Cool. So basically, we don't need Sammy Guevara. We don't need Darby Allen. They should have never been in this uh, tournament um, to begin with. First of all, um, we should stick to like weight class. It is a world heavyweight championship title, not uh, like a junior heavyweight title, just to put that out there, um, just because I want to be petty and like just jab some stuff. Um, Daniel Bryan does, well, Bryan Danielson doesn't really need to be in here. Uh, Jericho doesn't need to be in here. We could leave Moxley just because he wants to put the company on his back. I would have loved if we had like Powerhouse Hobbs and Starks to continue their feud and get a longer match than what we saw at AEW All Out because their feud is not, you know, it shouldn't be done by now. Um, we should keep going with that because there's a lot of uh, nice storytelling that both men can do and both men can grow and, you know, push AEW. Um even though Starks is like small as uh, Sammy. So, you know, people might get on me, but I'd rather have Ricky Starks in there than Sammy. Um, who else? Uh, Eddie Kingston should have been in there, you know, the first time ever to chase his dream. Um, I do think that this whole tournament should not end at um, next Wednesday when they're at over here in New York City at um, Asher Grand Stadium. Uh, for for Grand Slam, like it should have continued for a little bit longer because I like a little bit of a longer tournament just to like uh, have you know interesting stories and stuff like that, not like just like one and done. Um, oh yeah, that's right, Kingston does have COVID. Sorry. I, I saw that too. This, on, this on man Twitter. here has to come because he has all the scoops. He does. Uh, he, 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 he does. Has to be on every podcast now. <laughs> he Who does. Is this person? Uh, uh, smart. <laughs> he he is he, he's a wrestler. Uh, he is a uh, bad blood. Uh, you know he's on uh, Roundtable. I'm on their I'm on their channel too sometimes. Uh, but yeah, he just reminded me that Kingston has COVID. But in a perfect world, if Kingston didn't have COVID, I want co I want him in here. Um, let's see. Uh, they could have they could have put Pac. I don't know why I, I thought of that. Who else do they have? Like like throw me some names that are not WWE. Ward, Ward Wardlow. Yep. Where's Archer? What's going God. on with him? Archer came back from New Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, G1 uh, tournament that ended in um, August 20, August 20th. Um, so um, I'm not sure when he's going to be back. He, he would have been a perfect surprise in this match. Um, mm -hmm. His last match in New Japan was fighting Okada. He didn't win, but it was a damn good match against Okada. Um, Archer should have been in here. Uh, you know, who else? Like... Anybody that started in AEW, whether that was day one or they got to month number three, should have been in this tournament. I'm I'm uh, gonna just let the tournament play out. I say, is Brian Cage still with AEW? He is. He is. Yeah, I just don't know what, he what he's doing. Not wrestling or not on <laughs> AEW anyhow. No, not be mean. It's. I know, dude. Don't worry. Was the last time he was on. Don't worry. If, if if you were mean, I'll let you know, but um, I, I don't mind. Sure. I'm fine <laughs> with that. 
No, yeah, but yeah. Uh, Jersey Devil brought up a good one. Jake Hager. Yeah, I saw that. Um, probably right. Like, you know, I just want like AEW to focus on, you know, the young talent, the good guys that don't really get enough spotlight. You know, of course, you're supposed to have some like star power to push your brand out there. I totally get that. But it shouldn't revolve around the same people because then we're going to end up in like the WWE situation of like Cena versus Edge all the damn time with that title changing. Like, I don't I don't want to see that. Like, I don't think tired. Yeah, I don't think Moxie should be like what three time champion. Uh, you know, Jericho be like three time champion soon coming up. Maybe they could have thrown. I mean, I mean, they did throw in uh, Hangman. Hangman lost to Danielson. Ah, you know, I could just go on for hours about this. So you know, because it kind of frustrates me. It's like what the fuck. No, that now me personally, the AW World Title Tournament. I like the semifinals. I'm kind of hoping that. Jericho comes out on top. Really? And I'm kind of right. hoping. I'm kind of hoping, but just for this point, I'm kind of hoping that AEW might pull a late WWE move and make Sammy Guevara the underdog that no one would think. Just like Jericho, the first, the undisputed champion, have Sammy Guevara go over Moxley, go over Chris Jericho. And we have a, a new fresh face for AEW then. No. 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 Sammy oh, is irritating the shit out of me these days. He's doing yeah. his job then. I I, used to, I thought Sammy was fantastic. But these days I don't know. It's, it's not a matter of he irritates me because he's a heel. He just irritates the shit out of me. No, there, there, I, I don't want to see that. There, there's basically a difference between actually irritating somebody and doing your job. If you're doing your job, it wouldn't come across as like a spoiled brat for the sake of being a spoiled brat. You know, yeah. if you're a wrestler, you should know how to work it to the point where like, you know, the audience is supposed to be upset with you, but not to the point where we're like, yo, go home, take a vacation, go on your honeymoon. And don't be on TV for like six months. He needs that. Uh, he has that go home heat. Along with Tay Conti, she has that go home heat. Like mm-hmm. they need to be off TV for a little bit, um, relax for a little bit. But then again, because both of them are doing the vlog, it doesn't help. So we got to stick with them. But like I said, I don't think that Sammy should be in this tournament because, you know, he doesn't really need it. It's not going to help him. Like what kind of story is he really going to tell if he gets the belt? Plus, we're all forgetting about uh, MJF could, like, strike at any moment because he got the chip. So, you know, if anything, I want MJF to be champion so that way I can see how crazy it goes. Well, do you see him just in mid-match coming out and and cashing it in? Uh, sure. Um, if I we would. Go, yeah, if we go with your theory, uh, Ritz, uh, yeah, why not? You know, if Jericho wins this, uh, have MJF cash it on Jericho and they have, like, you know, because they have that history, you know, why not? Another mimosa match? Oh, my God, no. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody got drunk in the making of that match. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> I got drunk watching it, though. <laughs> that means you were winning. Uh, Jersey Dell brought up another good point. How yeah. about Daniel Garcia? Uh, I don't talk about him. I have heat with him. I blocked his ass. So, Okay. Rick, what about <laughs> Daniel Garcia? 
Uh, I kind of, I kind of enjoyed him uh, winning the ROH uh, Pure Title. Right. I mean, he's, you know, he's it, got it, talent. It, it was a good match. I, I don't see him being main event level yet. But you got to push somebody, even if it's just a, a short term answer. Hey, that's you, why you I, can't just keep going over and over with the same ones, because at a certain point, nobody's gonna give a damn. That, that's why I'm kind of pushing for the underdog, Sammy Guevara. No, and and, and no. you can set up you can set up a whole thing, because Jericho right. always has has Anna J over there. Sammy has Tay. They're gonna cause beef again. You know, it it, it could be a long term story right there. You're thinking WWE terms with that. Yeah, but Just then we're, we're the exact same thing again. It's yeah, Jericho over, and I love Chris Jericho, but I want something new. I don't want the same old team. Why the hell am I going to tune in if it's going to be the same feuds all the time? Nothing, nothing new, nothing exciting. Not going to happen. But it just—that's not the answer, in my well, opinion. We got what two weeks to find out who the new champion's going to be. Um. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the Grand Slam should be on the twenty-first. Mm-hmm. So. Two weeks, we're gonna find out who the new who the new AEW World Champion is. But enough talk about AEW. The first hour is done. Let's uh, let's go with what uh, Marie's been waiting for. <laughs> oh, the better pay per view. I'm saying the that WWE right now. The better pay per view. Clash yeah. at the Castle. We're gonna we're we're gonna let Marie start it off. What were your thoughts and what were your highs and lows of the pay-per-view? So that pay-per-view was like really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I was hyped for it. And I think that ever since Triple H got to be uh, creative and all the changes were made, I'm invested again in WWE because the first thing that Triple H does, it's put um, a spotlight on the women's division. Every single woman has like some type of spotlight going on, some type of story going on. And I'm just like, I'm in love with it. So I did love that they opened up with the women's match, uh, the the six women's match. <laughs> yeah. That that sounds, yeah, sounds kind of weird. The, I'm so the, used to the, say six men. <laughs> the, the six woman tag? Yeah, there we go. The six woman tag. It doesn't roll off the tongue. But uh, I'm happy that they did that. Uh, the crowd definitely, definitely enjoyed it. It was great. Uh, so that's going to be like one of my highs. Um, what uh, my low is basically, I'm going to go with um, uh, Shayna versus uh, Liv Morgan. Man, as that, much that, as what's that, up? That that there disappointed me. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I I thought as much as Triple H gave Shayna the ball in NXT and ran with it, I thought for sure, oh, this is going to be Shayna's time right now. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Um. I, I was a little disappointed because I was taken out of the match because uh, prior to that, they had the video package of Liv training with Matt Riddle to learn some MMA to at least try to um, off-balance uh, Shayna. But none of that was really in there. And we can't keep saying that, oh, just because Liv did like an arm bar, like it's to counter Shayna. No. If Shayna knows your whole entire moveset, right? 
Um, yeah. and but if you come after her with MMA stuff, you're sort of gonna take her off her game because now she has to uh expect the unexpected from you because she's so used to like, all right, Liv is gonna do this, do this, do this, because you know, Liv doesn't really do anything different. So in mm-hmm. Shayna's mind, it's like this is a quick win, you know, great. But the, the match, like man, I just wish there was more. I was like, what is what is happening here? Um, and I do think that Liv will be the perfect diva champion and not a WWE women's champion. So if they ever want to bring back like the divas championship title and like have that around, like, I think that Liv would be great for that. Um, that match is still going to be my lowest. Um, I remember, uh, you know, the big main event of Roman versus McIntyre. Yo, Roman actually selling and going with the story and being afraid of like the crowd because the crowd was like, yeah, we're backing our boy McIntyre. Here comes, you know, Roman tries to do something and you just see it. And I'm like, you know, I used to give Roman shit because like, you know, why not? Right. It's kind of a little bit of fun, but I will give him props when it's due. And I was like, good job, dude. Like that was really great. That match was great. I still wish that McIntyre would have won because it wouldn't made sense. Um, what else do we have on there? We had a tag team match, right? You have the card up? Yeah, Edge, uh, Edge and Ray versus Judgment Day. Oh my god. <laughs> all all I remember for that match is Dominic turning. <laughs> that, 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 that's all that's all I remember from that match. And then the next night on Raw, when she told Ray that uh, she made Dominic a man. People people got their minds in the gutter after that shit happened. Uh, you did your mind didn't go to the gutter. Uh, no. Uh, just because I didn't, I didn't get to watch Raw. Um, but I did see everybody's comments. I was just like, guys, relax. You know, relax. Um, I did say that that Dominic is having his gothic phase because he's dressed in all black. I he looks like he's look going alike. right a little bit. Um, <laughs> and I and I was like, yo, it's like they're going to a funeral because they're all dressed in black and stuff. Um, but I remember the turn. The turn was really great. Um, uh, what else do we have on there too? But like uh, overall, right here. what's up? Damn. Oh, thank you, Jersey Devil. Oh yeah, Gunther versus Sheamus. That was like, you know, uh, Cardiff is a new Tokyo Dome. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, Gunther versus uh, Sheamus was uh, was good. Um, you know, all of it was like really good. It was like nicely spaced out. Um, so yeah, overall, like I enjoyed. Clash at the castle. But what about you? I didn't watch it. I was busy. So <laughs> for from what from what I've read, because I do like to read a little bit to catch up on what's going on. Uh-huh. Uh the Gunther match and um who was it? Sheamus. Ultimate Sports Talk here said from what I and same thing from what I read, the Gunther Sheamus match was pretty solid. Uh Unfortunately, I didn't get to, to watch it just from differences I've read. That was supposed to be pretty good. Um, for regards to the, the Ray, Edge, Dominic thing, I, whatever, I don't care. Uh, why Shayna Baszler is not getting treated how she should, that's a bit ridiculous. You need to put it, you know, she, she deserves better. She should have a strap on her as opposed to Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan's eye candy. She's a very pretty, yeah. pretty woman. But Shayna Baszler will tie you in a knot, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm. So I think they should do something a little better with her. 
really. That that might be a bit of a missed opportunity there. Because Shayna Baszler is not young. And she's got a lot of miles on her from MMA and whatnot. She's, I would assume she's probably a little beat up. Yeah. So she's not going to be kicking around for another 10 years. You, know, you need to give her a chance now before her body starts really breaking down. And she could make a legit champion. I think I think that is something they need to sort out forthwith. De- definitely. Uh, my my high had to be the Gunther Sheamus match, like, and, and that actually got five stars. So, I, I I was I was surprised that he actually gave a five star match out. Uh, but man, that match kind of reminded me of the old uh, Claudio's uh, Sheamus matches they had. In WWE, mm-hmm. just back and forth, brawling, you know, some Fit Finley style in there, and it w- it was great. Uh, I loved how the Imperium came back. That was kind of yeah. a, a little a little surprise. Uh, the whole uh, main event with Roman, just like uh, you said, Marie. I mm-hmm. I loved how how he, Roman was like going in for once. And he was technically the underdog with the crowd reaction. Like, it was a nation against him. And a lot of people sit there and said that McIntyre was walking out. Uh, they, they should have put him over. Yeah. They should. Drew should have got the title being. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a short-term thing, they should have put him over at that event. Man, the, the – and. If they would have, because no one even knew up until the uh, pay-per-view if it was one title defended or both. Mm. You know, if, if, yeah. there was, if they were only going to defend one title, McIntyre should have definitely went over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, they went and had to debut, uh, was it CeeLo? Yeah, Solo. Solo. You know, yeah. they, they had him debut now, so now you have another, you know, Uso in there. And it's just, man, it's it's just, it's getting too much. Like, yeah. So is he gonna be the driver for him all now? Just out of curiosity. What do you mean the driver? You mean like a chauffeur, like driving him around? Well, somebody who doesn't drive drunk. That's what I was getting. Okay, at. so that okay, probably. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know, I, I I've been actually surprised that you know with, uh, they didn't try to bring Naomi back in. And, and have her be part of that. I mean, we're all waiting. Um, if you don't know, Twitter is obsessed with following them around on IG. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they did fashion week and then like, you know, they did yoga stretching and people are losing their minds. And I'm like, guys, it's not that serious. It's not. <laughs> but no, they're out there doing their thing. Well, people are going to hold on to anything. Just, yeah, man. You know, uh, wrestling online fandom Woo-hoo. Some yeah. are a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Take everything and just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, I thought I thought The Clash w- was solid. A solid show. I-, I think if it came down to WWE versus AEW for that entire weekend, I'd have to say WWE got put on the better shows. But AEW put on a, the better press conference. Yeah, see, I, I was waiting for you to say that. I was, I was waiting for you to be like, "Nah, AEW won because of the press conference, hands down." <laughs> yeah. 
Hey, hey. And, and we don't even know how great of a match it was backstage. Right? We don't know. We get we get fed one side from Uncle Dave, and that's it. And it's like, bro, you weren't even there. So you're not like secondhand source. No. I need something. You know, I don't know why there wasn't a camera, you know, in there somehow. Look, look, like, like I, I would love to just call up Jerry and be like, off the record. <laughs> what? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened? Who, I trust who, you, Jerry. <laughs> who, 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 well, Jerry's not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I, I don't think Jerry ha- has a lion bone in his body. No. Yeah. And, and and then even if someone would sit there and say, "Hey, Jerry told me this," who's going to believe him? <laughs> like, 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 what? What? You got information from Jerry? Jerry's not saying anything. Hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think WWE had the better pay per views. AEW had the better press conference. Yeah, that's not what they want to have. Oh, yeah, that's, that's backwards. Like, better off having a better event as opposed to a schmozzle on the back. Yeah, one hundred percent, dude. So, and uh, and last but not least, Braun Strowman, after weeks of, you know, everybody everybody knew he was coming back this raw, which I didn't really care for, like. Why? Why do you why do you cover up and surprise mm-hmm. everybody else coming back? But then you send out the marching band and for Braun to come back. It's like I, I don't get that. Like it, you knew everybody was gonna watch Raw anyways. And and he came back and and, and uh just what put the roster on, on notice? What, what, yeah. what were your what were your guys' thoughts on his on his return? Go ahead. Okay. Um, I mean, like, I am not a Braun Strowman fan. I can appreciate that he's, you know, back with WWE and, you know, he's another monster to uh, deal with. Uh, but I do think that, like, the way that Triple H is bringing back everybody, it's sort of like a, I'm sorry that Vince, you know, fucked up your character. Uh, so this is how we're going to reintroduce you to be this monster and stuff like that. They even gave him a video package. <laughs> as well to remind people, you know, that he is this monster and stuff. Um, I don't know what he's going to be doing. Uh, most likely they're probably going to put him in the title picture, but not too soon anyway because we have uh, Karrion Cross uh, going after Drew, so they're going to continue with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to watch it and see what he does. Um, it did kind of feel sort of good just to see somebody back because it's just one of those things of, like, the crowd really took to him when he came back. Um, he looks really good. Um, he's obviously no longer with uh, EC3 and Katoya Narrative, so uh, we just got to see what you know happens in the future with Braun and WWE. I would like for him to come back to a little, um, a little more mystery. We'll say, as opposed to this was, you knew it was happening. You knew when it was happening. There was no. Shock and awe to it, I guess. Unfortunately, it would have been nice if it was maybe a little more hidden. And then he shows up and it was a surprise. You get more of a pop that way. To me, it's just more fun, more entertaining. Uh, Brown coming back, I don't know. I'm lukewarm to it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's good. He's ugly. But, <laughs> I mean, he's, you're just saying that because people say you look like me. Pretty much. <laughs> But, no, but I, I hope if they bring him back, I hope it's not just 
no, hey, he's back. He's at the top of the heap. Have him work his way up to a certain extent. Yeah. I don't I don't want him to come back, but okay, you're the guy, you're instantly straight into the title picture. That that's no fun because then you're just basically punching the guys that have been around and bring in our, our latest toy and he's gonna be right to the top. I hope they don't go that route. I mean he's good and he'll bring a lot to your company. He's just gotta be used appropriately, we'll say. Yep. Uh- uh, I kind I kind of wouldn't mind seeing him getting thrown in a uh, picture with Lashley. Yeah, yeah, that could be fun. That's not bad. You yeah. know, that, this, so that way he, he's in a title picture. He, you know, but he's not in the title picture because I yes. don't want to see another Roman Reigns Braun Strowman match. Yeah, I don't want to see that. God no, please, for the love of Christ, no. <laughs> so, uh, okay, guys, we we're, we're coming to closing time here. So what do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to plug? We're going to sit there and start off with you, Marie Shadows, because we know you've got plenty. Oh, man, I really do. Um, First of all, thanks for having me back on the show. Um, I'm always down to, uh, you know, give my wrestling opinions or whatever you want to call them or just wrestling talk in general. Um, You guys know I love this business uh, with all my heart uh, heart and everything. So. With that being said, if you guys did not like anything I said, that's totally okay. You can follow me at Marie underscore Shadows over on Twitter. If you guys want to catch me on my own Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore Shadows, where I talk about AEW news, drama, and then I also watch New Japan Pro Wrestling and also listen to podcasts. And we have a good time over at twitch.tv forward slash Marie underscore Shadows. Also, if you have not joined my newsletter, please do so. My newsletter has interviews from Aaron Hinare, Clark Connors, Bodega Boy, Jared Diaz, and my recent one from uh, with uh, Shotgun Adams. I also have some uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling news on there, and a lot more stuff is going to get added. So make sure to sign up to marieshadows.substack.com. And also, I am officially part of Goddesses of War podcasting team, so I'll be there next week. Uh, September 17th over in New Jersey. So if you are there, come say hi to me. Um, I would definitely love to uh, take some pictures, uh, give you some high fives, and say what's up. Well, hey, I will make sure that I send it over to Freeland, all the info, and he will plug and play that on the Twitter account. Uh, well, well hey. yeah, it's been good talking to you. Bye. Kind of hard to no. follow that. Uh, <laughs> at GotNoof2291. Hold on, on butt. Twitter. What? We're, go- we're going old school here. Oh, we're no, t- we're not. We're going to take it to the butt. <laughs> That's awkward. You got to pay me. That's on my OnlyFans. For $9.99, you can see that. Rit, that's enough. Uh, no, not much new. Uh, working. Uh, yeah, working on making some wooden toys for the Christmas season. See if I can make some money so I can be- buy a new central air so my fat ass doesn't sweat off. And that's about it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know about that. I, I don't know about yeah, that, Greg. Maybe. With her. Maybe. <laughs> That'll be 30 bucks. Maybe, man. Th- <laughs> 30? Are, are they bringing a coupon? I have no idea, dude. Like, it, Greg it, over here. Last I heard, it, you charging 50. I ain't charging anything except for like $5 for my newsletter and 60 a year. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, it's a little bit late this week, but hey, we'll be back next Tuesday. Hopefully, Freeland and myself. If not, well, I've got two cohorts here that will 
be more than willing to come on and talk some more wrestling. We got a last minute comment here. <laughs> He's not wrong. Yeah. He's really not wrong. Oh, thanks for coming on. He is Mr. Butt. That is Miss Marie Shadows. I am the Rit Freeland, probably sitting in his dead aunt's chair, listening <laughs> to this podcast right now. Have a good night and see you guys on Tuesday on Front Row Material. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.